Hi guys and welcome to the Being Alive podcast, a weird weekly podcast from an even weirder boy. Thank you so, so much for joining us on today's episode. Um, remember to follow us on Instagram if you haven't already at the underscore being underscore alive underscore podcast. Remember to like the podcast on and give us a rating on iTunes if you can. Uh, make sure to share and like the podcast. Um, and yeah, that's the intro done. Um, today, as usual, I'm joined by guest co-hosts. So today I have Sam and Delina. Hi guys. Hi guys, it's your girl She really wanted to do that when we did the intro. Um wow, so we're doing this. This is crazy. Um this has been one of those episodes that I wanted to do for a while, but we've just we've put it off when planning and I don't know. This week just kind of felt like it was the right time to go ahead and do it. Um and we had so much time when we were planning this yesterday. We couldn't stop laughing. So you guys know that you were in for good content. Um, so most of you are even wondering what we're talking about today. So today we're going to talk about what it's like growing up African, almost. About what it is, like what it's like growing up as a kid in 2020, like as an African child, as a black child, what that experience is, the conveniences, the inconveniences. We're going to be talking a little bit about stigmas, um, a wonderful documentary that the BBC did a while ago um, called Will Britain Ever Have a Black Prime Minister? We'll talk about that as well. So all in all, it sounds like really, really, really great episode. So I want to just ask, you know, let's, let's start off basic. What are your three favourite things about being an African, first of all? Can I speak? <laughs> I mean, okay. you're, you've already started up there. <laughs> Being African, I feel like the culture, I love the culture and the food. And like, just... Look, two minutes, black, two minutes you know, in. that spice You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I love about being black. Mm-hmm. Is that you're different and you stand out. I mean, considering that there are lots of other races there. All right. Um, Delina. Well, like Sam said. Mm. Oh, I never, I've never called you Sam. <laughs> I do, but. <laughs> but yeah, so like the culture and being raised to embrace it, the languages and like the di- the diversity within being black. Like, there's so many different cultures. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, first of all, you start talking about culture and. Well, both of you mentioned culture. What do you think is so special about African culture that separates us from lots of other wonderful cultures that exist in the world? What What do you think, you know, what, what's so special about the African spice? I can't believe I said that. So I'm wrong. <laughs> well, <laughs> first of all, we actually have a culture. Oh. Um, actually, no, we don't think. Because <laughs> there's other races that have cultures. But I feel like what makes us different I actually don't know. Well, I feel hard. like it's the it's the pride we have. It's, we yeah, the pride and yeah. like we're very honored to be black. That makes no sense. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it does at the same time. I also feel like as well that I feel like Africans are also just very different from everybody else. I think that's yeah. also a huge part of it because you know yeah. in lots of other races you see lots of similarities or lots of other cultures you see lots of similarities but Africans just kind of stick out you know because mm-hmm. if an African steps really- if an African steps in the room hey the ground is shaky <laughs> 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 well, you know the we are there 
Um, so, you know, we were talking earlier that the, the episode and the, this week's podcast episode is titled What It not that's not the title but it's about what it's like to grow up an African child like what are some of your experiences what do you you know as an African child what what are some of those experiences that you know are a huge part of you or growing up African at all like what are those key moments or those little things that pop up here and there well having strict parents definitely oh, counts of course of course yeah that's true um like being brought up in the church as well mm. that has a bit of flavour you know that's a bit of Maggie <laughs> mm, bit of Maggie season the steam a bit of Maggie um, and also just I feel like our parents have a big part of being African like mm. if we weren't for our parents then like if we had like more British Careful. parents mm-hmm. it would have t- like our lifestyle probably would have turned out way different if that makes sense yeah i guess yeah it is true and as well like especially growing up african as well it's this idea that you know especially now in 2020 because things are changing you know what it means especially like in nowadays where being black and being african comes with so many stigmas i think as well embracing what you are what you represent what your history and your culture is to you taking that time to sit down and realize you know i'm proud to be african or i'm proud to be black because of this um and you know really taking that time to you know have a culture moment and really embrace who you are i remember i think you two were there for this when we did that event um a celebration of our story yeah yeah um and i made a about what it is growing up black I think or was it African no I think it was black and I made that speech and I referenced things like the color purple and you know what black means da, 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 my personal experience and all of that and it was I think it was one of the most interesting moments I think I've ever had because whilst we were there you know we had people who weren't black who weren't African people who wouldn't necessarily go out of their comfort to out of their comfort zone to surround themselves with people from our culture um and it was kind of like a nice eye-opener moment because you know we i we said things in that speech that i think really stuck out to people and that's one of those things that you know especially growing up african now that i you know you have the option to share your culture and share your heritage and share your story you know it's those moments like that when you can educate other people about what your life experience is you know yeah yeah and segueing off of that one thing that i i try not to address in that speech is the annoying stereotypes that people always have oh stereotypes i feel like i've, I've hit <laughs> i feel like that i've hit with the bin okay the bin in East <laughs> i think i've struck a chord begin <laughs> stereotypes you hate oh, let it out okay. oh okay i'm shaking right now okay cool. <laughs> let it out First of all, mm-hmm. the label being black, like you act black, that stereotype. I hate mm-hmm. it so much. That mm. ratchet, loud, no. the hood girl, hood the... girl. No. We were literally talking about this yesterday. Um, what were you talking about? 
words that the media especially used to describe Africans and black people as well. So like you were saying, ghetto, urban. Oh, I hate the word urban so Urban much. is it's disgusting it's awful (laughs) no we did this i'm sure i had this conversation with you and i was like i don't like the word urban yeah because of the connotations of it um it's too much so it's ghetto urban hood what else loud ratchet yeah people being um not accepted into jobs because their names are too ratchet or mm. to get her or their hairs too it doesn't make sense or even black people being part of knife crime and every black boys in a game. yeah but or do like, you know no keep going or like being african though like associate as your parents as like being immigrants some people's parents actually came to this country legally okay mm. exactly so... i bet some people have papers don't don't all pass <laughs> in one lump sum i bet but I think as well, you know, you're saying don't judge someone by their name. Have you guys seen that interview on ITV? I believe it's Katie Hopkins talking about how she judge a child based on their name. And people do this all the time. And then she hates like ge- geographical location. Isn't it? Her daughter was called India. That's what India. Wow. I just sat down and I was like, hmm. Philip Schofield is not having that. Your daughter's called India. I just, I just, I took a moment. I was like, your point is? <laughs> it just doesn't make sense. You know, and the thing as well is like, even like, I get, I get it. If it's something that, okay, fine. I can understand that even though it's wrong, you may not like the color of someone's skin. You may not like where they come from, etc., 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 etc. Fine. But to judge someone based on their name, representative of their culture their family history their beliefs whatever and for you to judge someone based on a name it's really annoying you know we spend ages talking about this as well so for instance my last name ampia is something that for as long as i've remembered so many people mispronounce it ah like i'm like what's so bad about african last names that people just struggle it's like like the fact that people who just don't understand just like hate on it and make fun of it and it just causes that child to hate their heritage and not understand the beauty of where they're from and it's sad because it's like why yeah because there's like some people that have like beautiful african names with like a beautiful meaning exactly. but because people are taking the mic they don't even want to use it because you know something that i'm also like i'm a huge fan of is this the thing right if you don't know something about a particular culture and you want to educate yourself like this is the thing so people so people misuse this word i got taught about this a while back uh people the word ignorant right and lots of people are ignorant about african culture it's a fact mm-hmm. however you feel about it oh well tough but <laughs> but <laughs> this is this is old-fashioned diamond but at the end of the day ignorant literally means not knowing about something I don't know where people get connotations of it being stupid or whatever. It literally means not knowing about something. Now, one thing that I love is when someone who's ignorant, especially about African culture or black culture, you know, wants to learn. You know, yeah. I've had friends who've been like, Ivan, is it okay to say this? Or am I pronouncing this wrong? Or is this fact true? Or da 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 da. Like, those are conversations that I'm sure you also love having. Yeah. I love those conversations. 
it's nice to be able to like educate someone about something and not having to feel like you're forcing it upon them and they genuinely want to know about see there's a, see there's a difference between educating someone and then checking someone <laughs> both of which i've done most of the time i prefer to educate someone rather than check somebody because when i check someone it's not it's, it's not nice but in like in the same way so that's one thing i don't mind people who are ignorant literally meaning you don't know and you want to learn rather than people who celebrate their ignorance that in itself i don't have time for it that's yeah annoying. that's annoying you don't do i'm like i'm like you, you don't know it's fine all right you don't want to learn that's fine that's your business but don't go around posting things on twitter or having conversations or insulting people because you've chosen not to understand that mm-mm, doesn't sit right with me so mm-mm. so going, <laughs> going back to that what other stereotypes do you really really hate do you want me to get the ball rolling yeah okay do. first one we're not all nigerians that's oh true. yes 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 they all have that long surname that long surname that you can't even pronounce we, we all don't all that have that i'm sorry no it's true because you know going back to how you were like oh things is in the name so i have a name that's i have a european name ivan people <laughs> i don't know if this is a good or bad thing lots of especially this used to happen a lot in parents evening where friends of mine would introduce me to their parents and there would be that moment where they'd go oh and immediately you know what that O means. <laughs> not that not that it's it's oh uh them being weird or anything. It's just that like people have stigmas on names. So when they heard the name Ivan, I'm sure they were expecting someone who was thin, white, European, da 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 and then they what? met me and it was like, Oh you're a bit What's different. That? Oh, that's you know, it's different. Mm-hmm. But as well so my like my name is my first name my second name the last name as well even though that's african that's that's like what um pia that's um pia that's three syllables not stop that's three syllables i because because i don't walk around with a with a 17 syllable word that you'll need four pages to to write that doesn't mean that i'm any less african than Ooh. the next person not That's all true. of us. Not all of us Africans get beat. Oh, listen. Oh my gosh, there are modern African parents. Mm. People don't realize that. I mean, we. I don't beat, but still got. I didn't really get beat like that. Only if yeah. like something really extreme. Even that, my mum would just give me that look. Mm. And, <laughs> and already get home. <laughs> when we get home. When we get home. Did anyone else, everyone else get that look? You'll just. Oh, oh, you'll, you'll, you'll just. You'll just peeing across the room. And you'll say do something and immediately pimps. <laughs> oh, I lock. Somebody offering you food. Hey. <laughs> we'll give you that. Hey. <laughs> you'll just come so steady. You're like, no, sorry, I'm fine. It's fine. It's fine. I'm fine. It's fine. I drink water. <laughs> I'm fasting. It's fine. Mm, it's fine. It's fine. The water's good. But yeah. So there's that, and then there's the other one where it's like. um Oh, um, what's it? So there's this other segment that I also really, really hate, which is um, Africa is full of villagers. Can we? Oh my gosh! And can we address and that? 
Poem. <laughs> do you know what makes it worse? Why do why do people think why do people base their view of Africa on water raid adverts? I'm so sorry, but why? But my granddad's house is bigger than your castle black. So please. Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh the read. <laughs> Say one more time for the people at the back. <laughs> my granddad's house is <laughs> She went there. See, but, I don't understand this village business. Okay. No, literally. literally. So I came, I remember I was telling you about this yesterday when we were planning this. So I came from Africa. Um I came to England when I was like nine years old. So I came at the beginning of year four. Accent fresh, everything fresh. <laughs> and then, and then I remember there was this, we are having a conversation. And one of the kids asked me, and I'll never forget this. So I was like, oh my God, did you, did you, did you have to walk to get water? Um, did you live in a village? What, what are African villages like? And I turned, I turned and I said, excuse me, I grew up in a crowd. What's your own? <laughs> I grew up in a city. I'm in a city. grew up in a house. People say this is what this this is literally ignorance. Please, I'm okay. Cholera free, malaria free, what you want. <laughs> but the thing is, what what also hurt me was that these were children, Pe- people my age. Who taught them this? It's schools, them. like it's society. It's just literally what is seen on the media. It's literally that because whatever then, you think yourself is what you will bring out. And then, yeah. and then there's always the other one where so we've spoken about the whole immigration th- okay first of all let me park this right here Immig- okay this thing I've made a couple of immigration jokes in my lifetime actually I make several but this is the thing if you're gonna the thing with immigration as well that Africans aren't the only cultures that deal with immigration issues that's true yeah I'm sure if you go into your class, you might find a friend whose dad or mom or whatever, who came from some part of Europe or Scandinavia or whatever, might have run into um, immigration issues maybe once or twice. It's more common than you think it is. So please, yeah. before you start making jokes about Uncle Tunde running away from um, what the Home Office, study yourself, please. So <laughs> that came that came from a deep part inside me. I've heard too many of those. So you have those. What what so how, are we done with stereotypes? Are we good to move on, hers? Has anyone got anything else? Any other stereotypes? I think that's all for now. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So going back to some of the perks as well about being African as well. So this is one thing I made I referenced this in a speech I made in year seven. A speech that I've stopped using because it came from a place of let me educate you guys and make you laugh to a point where it, it stopped influencing people and people only wanted to laugh and not learn and look at the meanings behind it. So there's a joke that I made about... <laughs> okay, this is going to trigger all the African kids down. I'm going to need you to sit down, find a chair. Find a chair. You're good? Everyone found a chair? Yep, we're good. <laughs> On your fingers... Can you count all your uncles and aunties for me? Take your time. Yes. Darling, this one is not possible. And <laughs> <End of> the thing, <laughs> he looked at my hands. I was ready. <laughs> no, not, not five other people's hands. Actually, no, more than that. Your own. 
<laughs> Pain counts. No. Will you finish? <laughs> Even if you finish, someone will say, last week, hey, this one changed your pampers when you were four. Come, come and say hello. Why Do you remember me? Mm. You were young. Mm. They used to come to my house. I used to teach you. And then when you don't remember them, it becomes another issue. Mm. I'm like, how many years? Every party, there's a new uncle and there's a new <sighs> There's even a new cousin on top of that. New cousin. That's brilliant. And you're supposed to be best friends with this person. I'm like, do I know you? <laughs> Excuse me. Ah. Oh. Just mortified. It's, it's more literally. It's, it's, they like spawn. That's what it is. <laughs> so 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 there's that as well. So like the multiple family members as well. And then, oh yeah, I want to address this as well. So. Something else about being African that we all love. What are the what are the African jobs, please? Ruth, hey. I'm not even gonna help you list. Oh, the Do- jobs. Doctor. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Lawyer. Uh huh. Engineer. Uh huh. Anything else? Sometimes teacher. Sometimes I got teacher as well. Okay, this is an Eritrean thing, and I know this for sure. I got pilot. You so said you got pilot. pilot. I don't know why. Why would I become a pilot of all people? I got architect at one point, but I don't know if that's a popular one. Mm, architect is starting to become popular. I will mm, I think nurses is a nurse. A nurse is also part of that, but also that might. But have you ever got like, if you tell them you want to be a nurse, then why why don't you be a doctor? Have you not got that? But I've never wanted to go into medicine, so I've never had. That's true. I've yeah. never because I was like, I can't see myself. I mean, I could see myself, but medicine isn't the path for me. Like even asking now, would you like me to cut you open? <laughs> See, this is what I want to do midwifery. It's just a way. Well, it's not really away from that, but it kind of is. Mm. But see, that's the I thing as well, guys. If you haven't, please check out episode five of the podcast for those of you listening at home. I think it's episode five, dear year elevens, and we reference something that like is also very important to this. So one of the things that you know these jobs also do, whether or not you're African or not, you have this thing where grades immediately have so much value so there's so much stress to do well in exams park that to one side the reason why that is is because their cultures and their families where we are only open to so many jobs or to so many life like paths and whatever their kids who want to become um don't don't sign up to become an influencer if that happens to you yes don't let that be your life goal but you know their jobs like social media strategists or um Oh, IT is also a big thing as well. It's becoming big, but I don't know if it's that big oh, yeah. you know, as well, African as well. Like social media strategists or influencers or mm. um, fashion designers or YouTubers, even though I don't think that should be your life's goal, or you want to work in broadcasting and television, etc., etc. There are these jobs, but you know, you, you also don't see lots of Africans in some of these industries. Well, yeah. Now. I think it's changing. Yeah, it's changing now, but because you have people like Nella Rose in in those, even though she's a bit cancelled, but let's not even. Oh my let's, gosh. Let's, let's not. Yeah, let's reverse it. Please. Guys, again, check out episode two of the podcast where we talk about cancel culture. I don't. I honestly don't get it. I don't see. Like I said, this every time it's popped up. Episode two, it came up. Episode four, it came up. I don't know. Episode three and four, it came. So episode two, three, and ah, gibberish. Episode two, three, and four, we, we came up. In all these episodes, I just don't understand what the thrill is about writing people off. I just don't get it. 
instead of I, I, helping the person you want to be bashing them like i don't understand people sometimes it's like because you know you're not gonna get there you just wanna mm. Like bring them down. Yeah. There's this there's this thing that I used I tell myself every once in a while. I made it up, you probably won't find it on the internet because it came from me. I am the source. Um, it's actually so deep. <laughs> I said source, not source, but I could also be that as well, you know. Dripping in, let me not even. Um <laughs> I have to be here myself. But um it's this complainers are people with enough effort to dream, but with not enough effort to make those dreams come true. That and is there's hard. Don't no period. <laughs> <laughs> there's no period. Well, I'm on time with the people at the back. <laughs> and there's no period. <laughs> but it is, it is true as well because this is the thing. So, right. And also, I want to pick your brain on this as well because you guys are black African women. So, as far as society is concerned, from the moment you popped out from the womb, there's so many obstacles that exist. Yeah. And you know, for us as well, it's so easy to say, well, I can become I'm not saying there's anything wrong with signing up to be these jobs or whatever. You can you can I don't want to say you can limit yourself to these careers, but if you want to sign up to do a safe option and become a doctor or a nurse or an engineer, whatever, please do that. If that's for you, if that's safe, if that's what your parents want you to do, if that's what you want to do, that's your dream. We're not bashing it. However, if you have a dream and you wanna and you, and you want to see that come to fruition, don't sit behind the back lines and like not make those dreams come true. You know, because especially with how people treat black African women or black African kids in general, there's so much, there's so much stigma and it's so easy to conform to those stigmas. But if you have a dream or you have an idea, please have enough effort to not create it, but have enough effort to make that dream or that passion or that idea or whatever that exists come to reality you know going back to that whole thing as well so this is something that's very dear to my heart because i've experienced this so many times and i spoke to you girls about this as well um so for instance let's say hypothetically um a black person walked into a room or as an officer is in a school or like got a scholarship to this university or this school or to this team or on this program or became part of the executive um, team of this company or sat at the board of this meeting there's something michelle obama talks about if you can't if, if i can find it i'll link that video down below i'd say please have Google it in your own time, um, called imposter syndrome. And this is something that lots of people, lots of kids actually, from um, um, ethnic minorities, lots of African kids I know also deal with this as well. It's called imposter syndrome. So it's this idea that you can work harder than anybody else in that room. You could have fought your way there equally. You could have put in all the work. You could have studied as hard as you want. You could have climbed it, it like it, years in that industry to get into that boardroom, to get into that school, to get those grades. Da 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 da. But then that you you feel like you don't belong, or the people around you feel like an imposter, or you don't belong in that scenario. And you know it's 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 very it's very difficult as well because you know lots of kids face that because there have been times where you know. I've been in, like I've worked hard for things and I've been surrounded by people who are had opportunities or I've been to places or like had hobbies as well. Um, especially like growing up as a black, like African, like boy in who likes writing classical music or musical theater. It's in, even though, you know, I could re- work really, really hard to find to be, to, you know, to go to some really, really great conservatories or to meet with great people even though you can work equally as hard there's always that feeling that you don't belong there yeah and it's hard 
yeah it is and you know that's that's one of the reasons because i hate to say it because i don't even want to name this is one thing that i can't do on here is name drop or school drop or anything but you know especially from our school as well you know you meet so many black or african kids kids who are so smart but will not sign up to go to certain sixth forms or certain schools apply to certain unis because at the end of the day it's always oh yeah it's full of people who don't look like me or yeah. sound like me or people who yeah. are much more rich or much more privileged so you see so you'll see year after year uh, people from our school or from schools in Corridum or Peckham or around South London especially where you have these kids with so many potential go to the same schools school is fine they'll get the grades in but won't won't give them opportunities that they, they yeah, deserve like the name of a school like holds so much weight mm. like as well because like no go 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 if your school is known for like having people that are not really serious or like are misbehaving and you come from that school but you do really well in school and you apply for like a um, let's say a university or like a job and because of that name because of that school's name they'll decline you Mm. yeah that, like the, your school name and your, the way your school's represented also like it can set you back a lot and it's yeah. it's annoying and it's sad because you see so many people with like such potential and you see it all go away because like because of things that just don't make sense mm-hmm. and as well as being part of that room so I think I spoke to you about this as well so as far as so most of my friends are like white. Everyone knows us. Lots of white European people I'm friends with, um, and lots of the time I've been in the scenario where, as much as I hate this label, I've been the black friend. Like everyone knows this about me. I just, <laughs> I am the black friend. Being the and, <laughs> and there's been so. Okay. <laughs> Listen, if I honestly, if I ever root like. An autobiography, it'd be called that. <laughs> You're welcome. Listen, already in the classic cream packet. Um, and listen, there have been so many times where I've tried to explain my struggle or culture or food and stuff, and people just don't understand. Yeah. You know, and I don't know if it's because there's something in my notes here. I've got um, something talking about preference to the West. And, you know, especially growing up african as well like my last name i said this earlier ampia three syllables there have been times where i felt embarrassed about my last name where i remember there was a period in time where i was like actually don't use my last name just call my first name just no need um and when someone was like mister i was like no it's just ivan you know it's times where there are times where you feel embarrassed about your name or about your culture or even like delina and i have spoken about this before things like even growing up a young black african girl hair as well i believe that's that's, yeah, also an that's issue. a big struggle hair. i have a story time for keep going <laughs> we have time we have time okay so well there's kind of two but the other day my cousin my little cousin she's about seven now she came to me and she was like oh they call me now because that's my african name you know mm-hmm. um she was like oh now nah, i wish my hair was i thought it was me if you no because <laughs> that's the gone side i haven't gone through you know ah uh, oh yeah she was like, oh, no, nah, I wish my hair was long. There was, she was bare, like, she was trying to say that there's other girls in her school that would, like, wear extensions because her mum wouldn't allow her to wear extensions. So she would, like, come to me 
for me to do her hair and when her hair's like not reaching her back she'll get upset and things like that and i was like eliana you need to be proud of like your heritage you need to be proud that your hair is literally yeah don't look at anybody else and don't feel like you're different well obviously you are different but don't feel like you're an outcast because of people that you because everyone has this one way of having their hair like be different stand out do you know what i mean 100 percent. and also with the perming hair thing like oh my hair obviously when i was in year seven and year eight my hair wasn't doing too well right (laughs) (laughs) the sister didn't know how to do hair it had its own it had its own (laughs) that's not even the sister didn't know how to do her hair so and my hair the texture of my hair it's like at that time it was very like coarse and like I didn't mm, really sandpaper so the people oh that no literally that's me my hair is oh my god can we get into this so there's this <laughs> comedian sorry to interrupt there's a comedian called Dolce Sloan um she is one of the funniest black comedians black female comedians in the game and she was talking about how growing up she'd have white friends who'd walk up to her and like really touch her hair and be like oh my god it's soft it's soft. Oh my god, it's like a poodle. That. And I was like, how would you like it if I walked up to you and I was like, oh my god, you're like a golden retriever. Even <laughs> my hair as short as it is. I'm like, why are your hands walking around on my scalp? Do I owe you something? Sorry, I, it, that that triggered me. It's so annoying. Why can't people keep their hands to themselves? <laughs> it's a hair on my head. So <laughs> No, please, sorry for yeah, interrupting. They, and they were suggesting that like my ball not say that but the people i was around at the time were suggesting that i would perm my hair and it mm. came to a point where i was like maybe i should perm my hair but then obviously my mom was like no don't do it don't do it and i thank the lord that i listened to my mom because yeah it's like i would be giving up my hair my natural hair just so it can look long or look like a white person's hair Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like now that I've learned how to do my hair, since I've been slaying those hairs, I was like, <laughs> and like I, even though my hair is a bit still short, like I love having short hair. I don't care if my hair's long. I don't, as long as my hair's healthy. Yeah, that's literally all I need. I don't care about length anymore. It's like a black girl will be embarrassed for having short hair. Literally, when a yeah. black girl has short hair, she feels embarrassed. And it's for, I feel like it's because we, we can't like because of our hair texture we can't actually conform to society's standards we can't get that straight hair and when we do oh my gosh this really 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 it's just it gets let it out angry. let it out when you straighten your hair or it's it's it, you've like okay when you oh yeah let's say i this has happened to me a lot i will straighten my hair and i'll go into primary school if it was straight people like stick their fingers in it and whatnot and then they go oh your hair looks better when it's straight i mean who asked you how dare you? No, no, no. My, my friends used to tell me, oh, Samuela, you look better with extensions. I was like, oh. and he, because what? she said that, yeah, I had my natural hair in for like a year. Remember that time when I just went natural? Like, yeah. I barely had extensions. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, even, even to this day, right? <laughs> look at me talking about hair. But <laughs> even to this day, right? So my hair, right? At the moment, it's, it's quite long. I haven't cut it in like two months. Um... If you look at my hair now and you look at my hair before like school closed, my hair really shrinks. So if I pull it, it's long, but it, it just, mm. it will shrink. And you'll have people who will be like, oh my God, I've barely have any hair. I'm like, hey, I didn't ask you. B, do you even know what my hair grows like? See, mind your business. And also, sorry, African Child 101, this is on my heart. For you, I need to get this out of <laughs> my system. Don't laugh. So 
I grew up with the big tub of two things. Cocoa butter. I'm not talking about the squeezy one from Dove or Nivea. No. I'm talking I'm talking the one with the with the blue cap. The saloon size one. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then next to that his best friend, the the big tub of Vaseline petroleum jelly with the blue lid as well with the yellow inside you know what i'm talking about right yeah huh. so that used to be i put the vaccine in my hair and then put the cocoa butter on my face real real lather it in because me <laughs> if i'm dry you'll see me from a mile away so <laughs> i don't want to scare anybody it's not halloween so i <laughs> so, I, so obviously you clean yourself and you know and you know the thing with cocoa butter as well it's oily right yeah. And then you have people who come, hey, don't touch anybody's face. They'll be like, oh my God, your skin is greasy. I'm like, did I? Greasy. <laughs> greasy. I'm like, what's your own? So even common, because the thing is, I grew up in Africa. As far as I'm concerned, for, for the first five years, like for as long as I can remember, everyone around me has used cocoa butter, has used Vaseline screen themselves. It's like, like, I have Dove and Astral and whatever in my house. I can use that if I want to, but no. I feel like I'm sticking through to my cocoa butter and people don't understand. And I would love to, I would love to explain. I'll be like, okay, cocoa butter, the real natural one, the saloon size, you go into the hair shop, the big tub, the, not the small one, please. We don't know what we want, the big one. Uh-huh, <laughs> that's what we're talking about. But I can't, but those are conversations that there have been so many times, like daily, where I've been like, I would want to explain this to somebody, but at the end of the day, I'm like, they won't get it. And that's a missed opportunity. Do you know? Yeah yeah and is this misconception i don't really get that because i'll be real like all my friends are kind of black kind of can't relate <laughs> like <laughs> when it's time like when I, I have black friends and i have i won't say white friends white associates and it's like <laughs> <laughs> you used to say that didn't you oh my god delina are these your friends no they're my associates <laughs> oh yeah that was me when i'm with my black friends like the certain banter that they would get if you oh. to my white friends they wouldn't it's this thing that lots of african friends of mine also talk about as well like lots of people's friends grew up with this as well is it's always um if you're oh um you always have to be the best person or i grew up with that no i know that not as much but being like even african culture i grew up in a school where um at the end of every term we'd everyone's grades will be up and we'd all be labeled one three to forty luckily i was always in the top seven subtle flex but um you know even from that we grew up competitive i grew up in a competitive setting so my program with education is you always have to be the best you know and lots of and i'm sure you guys can relate to that if you're going to do something do it properly do well do be the best like, oh my god, I'd come home and it'd be like, okay, I got 97, what happens to the other 3%? Oh! Literally. I get that all the time. Oh, it's I like, remember, hmm, does remember. someone else get 100? What's going on? You know? I just have to it's lie crazy. Like, no, mum, I got like the highest in the class. <laughs> <laughs> and you know when you validate yourself and you're like, yeah, but I've got higher than this person, okay? Yeah. Listen. But did you get the best? You know when your parents lie to you and try to be like, oh, I was that A star star student. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, just the when I was young in general. When I was young, I used to do this. That, oh. You know what? She told me, and this is, I'm not even joking. She told me, um, she must have just been cussing me out because I didn't do something. And then she was like, you know, when I was young, bear in mind, she's the youngest um, out of all her siblings. <laughs> she goes, I used to carry my younger siblings to school. I said, what? 
Aku itu dia No, it's true because some of the expectations that they have is like so like high because and as well like I also have to be grateful for it because mm-hmm. like when yeah. I look at myself my competitiveness is like one of the things that kill me to this day I don't think I'm a hugely competitive am I lying when I say I'm not a hugely competitive person no, you are. not too much but a lot <laughs> you know you're like enough mm, enough no, enough no you are <laughs> hey <laughs> hey but, like my competitiveness my drive my hard work and stuff things that like anyone who will tell you about Ivan I'm sure one of the first few things he'll tell you is that I work hard I'm yeah. always working I like about Ivan like he what's the word he breaks the stereotypes of a mm, yeah. anything you <laughs> that put, means thank you for those of you who aren't seasoned anything you put like your mind to you will do but but that comes from thank you that comes from the culture that I'm in yeah because i'm so sorry if i if i was from try not to name and shame anybody so let me not even go there if i was from any other part of any other culture or whatever i don't think that grit would be there it is true because you wouldn't like you you just wouldn't have the same motivation even like like i said before even though my parents don't shout at me for getting a bad grade or a grade that i'm not satisfied with the fact that they don't causes me to be a self-critic and like and I'm the, I'm the worst person to judge myself and I so like in certain circumstances it's bad but then that is the one thing that motivates me to do better and people yeah. just don't understand that because you know it's things it's also moments like that where I go you know if because it'd be all it's all it's all about you know being underprivileged etc 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 but you know if I came from a place where I didn't have to work twice as hard as to be in a room or I have to go because I'm black because I'm African I always have to prove for myself etc 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 et mm-hmm. if, if you know if I wasn't or if people of my colour or my race weren't or um, culture weren't in those scenarios then you wouldn't have those success stories as well Definitely. you know you wouldn't have that grit because like, like, no keep going I feel like we're like that is because we're under so much pressure from like, not even just our parents but like just from society in general exactly like our parents came from Africa to have, to have a better life and if they if you're in this world you have to like reflect on your parents you have to be like a legacy for your parents yes 100%. they came they came yeah they came here to have a better life so you need to reflect that better life for them mm. that's why I feel like they put so much pressure on us to do well in life and to do better so they can like feel accomplished if that makes sense yeah because if you think about it if I was to be in Ghana right now, I'll be selling fish in the market. Mm. I'll be <laughs> like on the road. That's the real tea. See, but not like, not a hundred percent. But there are kids who well, have that. Yeah. Yeah. There's this literally go back to this. So there's this quote: um, "A diamond is a chunk of coal that did well under pressure." Um, Henry Kissinger. Um, and there's this other one as well: "No pressure, no diamonds, no struggle, no strength." You know, tea. like for instance, if a tea, literally, if a diamond, like diamond starts with like parts of like dark coal, go under so much pressure, so much heat, so much struggle, and arise like diamonds. And I think that's a metaphor for anybody who grows up underprivileged or grows up in a mm-hmm. scenario where they're not the top of the league in society. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. You know, you're the underdog, but you know, through that pressure and stuff, diamonds are made through pressure, through struggle, through strife, all of that. You know? This is what I mean. And it's also the fact that, like, 
um, as black people in that documentary with David Howard. Is that um, his name? Yeah, I think oh. so. I think he's a David. I don't yeah. know what his name is, so I'm just asking. <laughs> but yeah, like he shows that we are we are a huge setback. So society like requires us to do well. So that's why we have to work twice as hard as any other person. And like it just shows. It's yeah. I feel like for us black people, us African people to make it in general, we just need to stick together and we need to like stop exactly. each other. we need to stop criticizing each other and literally live as one. It's funny that you say that. So, um, a white child who goes to private school, um, who um, is privileged, who is rich, who goes to the best university, starts off in like an amazing job at the top of an industry, is 90 times more likely to become PM, prime minister, than the average black child. It's, as, it's, as, it's almost as though like... 90 times success is based on your wealth your environment and your background and it's why is it like that because there's people with more potential than like it's like if you don't have money you're not gonna make it mm. it's like judging a book by it's like judging the book by its cover yeah you see a black man that man could be smarter wiser and have more of a personality than that white man but because he's black because his cover is black you're gonna obviously pick the one that appeals to you most which will be the white man you know it's true that you said that because in that documentary david carewood i'm, I'm taking yeah. if, it, if i get this wrong guys don't come for me I'm, <laughs> I'm only listening um he talked about a psychological report and i spoke to sam about this earlier as well um that um like even getting to a place like oxford and cambridge people are more likely to put other people in positions of power or in positions of privilege if they see a part of themselves in them or similar to themselves so from the onset to get into a place like oxford or to get into a place like cambridge or to get into a great job who is usually the person on the other side of the table oh white man exactly so even even if you're going for the whole culture thing psychologically <laughs> We're already at a setback. <laughs> so, so like, it's not even unconscious. It's like it's a, it's ah, <laughs> what? I'm literally glitching. It's an unconscious bias that exists that you can't help. But I feel like the woman in the um in the documentary, she tried to emphasize on the fact that it's unconscious. But the in research many expert, it is. Yeah. Okay. But then I feel like a lot of the time it is conscious and they know that they're doing it and they do it they're doing it on purpose but it's like we just ignore it but i feel like it's because we live in a white man's country we know that will fight wait let me yeah about that again <laughs> no do you know what it man's country so wherever how many black people might represent us in like higher places we're always going to be a minority because this is not where we come from look at your test result and you start crying why because you didn't put in the effort and it's oh it's always, oh, it's like, next time oh the next time but you're going through the same cycle of not caring and you get the result and you start crying and you literally and some of them you're some of them they the don't even dog. cry <laughs> you're ripping it's up the dogs burning them and everything it's just like it's the fact that they laugh because that's their only coping mechanism but deep down inside it's oh, burning you're burning, burning. <laughs> like, you're dying what I'm saying 
this is why like people just love to live for other people why can't you just live for yourself when you live for other people yeah. when you disappoint them I mean when you don't meet the other person's expectation you become disappointed and you become you start doubting yourself but when you live for yourself you know what you can reach and you know where you can get to so when you don't get it you can self-criticize in a good manner if that makes sense yeah and yeah where you want to be but when you live for other people it's just you're not being yourself and that's what black people do people black people yeah. love to live for other people and i don't like it and it's like in school you will rarely see a black boy um not acting out because he's worried about the way other well, people I mean, this is why perceive him. This is actually why I love him. <laughs> no, my life is, this is the thing, right? I don't know, because I'm just an old soul in the sense where at the end of the day, if, because like I'm one of those people who in the rare instance where I started year seven knowing I want to go to politics, I want to go to Oxford, I want to go to the sixth form I'm figuring out, I want to go to this college in Oxford, I want to graduate this year, da, 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 do this exact course. So I came into secondary school with a game plan. However, if you don't have a game plan, that doesn't stop you from working hard. Like I have, I've had friends who literally to this day, I still have dragged with me through the mud. I'm like, nah, you're not, you're not going home with that six in science, please bring yourself. Cause I know if you go, I know if you go home with yourself and say you got a six, you're not coming home alive, bring yourself, let's go. And you know, I've had, like, I've had friends where, I'm, I, like, I nag, I nag, I drag, I pull you. If you don't want to work, please come, I'll drag you. Because even for your own sake, please. Yeah. I know the yeah. fireworks are all rot. <laughs> if you don't listen in class now, so start listening. Please. Because when it's just you and your mom and dad, and you're explaining how you got your four. Wow, where's the bow? Uh, <laughs> <Where's the laughs> <where's the laughs> I'm not there. Oh, even the house phone. <laughs> <laughs> listen. Only one of you can fit in the house, and I beg, you're not stronger than your mom, so please, listen. But honestly, like, and the thing as well is that people just really need to start trying to make an effort, especially black, like, young children as well. Like, Naomi Campbell put out um, on her Insta a while ago, um, uh, on a story, a picture, um, and it was like, the things that Africa contributes to the world, cocoa butter, oil, gold, um what is it um food minerals diamonds all of this Look, and it was like that. all of that and she's like the world what? doesn't need it was like africa doesn't need the world the world needs africa literally but you still believe the water this, aid I mean, this is what i mean black people we don't we don't if we was to think like white men we'd be far we we would be oh, we would be up there do you know what it is have you seen have you seen the bbc adaptation of notes and crosses I was, yeah, I saw a bit. You of it. saw it. I was, the way they modelled Africa with the black people in control, I was like, why? Why isn't this now? The way Africa is looking so nice, people are riding Rolls Royces. I was like, African why do we lose out? African food, like even I'm embarrassed to tell someone, oh, I, I had fifty for lunch or listen, something. No, going back to listen, trust me. Going back to that thing about preference of the West. Like, as an African child, so I'm like, oh, what do you eat for dinner? I'd be like, um, just, um... Traditional food. Traditional... <laughs> How many times? How many times? <laughs> yeah, traditional African food. What is it? I'm like, oh, no, you don't need to know. Yeah, you say. It's, it's almost yeah. being ashamed. Like, I would just be there like, jollof rice, chicken, for food, banku. And you enjoyed it. Kuma, well. please. 
Just Why like, she's like, being quiet, don't bring myself. <laughs> but they, but it's, I feel awkward about it. Definitely, yeah, that's one. I will never, I can never tell anyone that I've eaten. Like, I don't know why. Well, obviously, if it's you guys, but if it was someone else that I don't, that doesn't really share the just, same Just, just cultural food. Yeah. yeah. Someone be like, what's, oh my God. So I met a friend what's of mine's mum for a while and I was like, oh, what's your favourite food? I was just like, um, it depends on the day, really. <laughs> With a little bit of parmesan. Parmesan, you know, a bit of garlic. <laughs> I love me a bit of fish and chips. Fish and chips. Oh my God. So I don't know, this is my African self. Primary school when it was Friday, even now kids do this, especially year sevens, fish and chip Fridays. I'm like, why are you running? <laughs> Everyone's running to that live. It's not like the fish. What is there that excites you? No seasoning. Everything exactly. blah blah. Oh, you have to. We put even some jollof rice and you're running. Mm. You have to pour sauce all over it to eat it. You're... In that history lesson. You... Oh, with with, with <laughs> Mr. So so and so, please. Yeah. Please. I schooled him, asked my turmeric, salt, pepper, the food needs to excite me. Could you say, what if people don't like their food with seasoning? Who says that? Please Please go and drink water. This is the big boy table, you didn't come prepared. You didn't come prepared, stay in your lane. It's like, it doesn't make sense. It just, not not even salt, not even pepper for the kick, nothing. You used to carry around salt and pepper packets. A little bit of ketchup. This is going to an hour and a half worth of content. So, so final question and class secret time. So, if there's anything you want to say to young Black African children growing up in 2020, um, either in secondary school or growing up, or in this journey of either discovering what it is to be African or being ashamed of what an African is, or just you know dealing with stigmas or anything, what one piece of advice have you got to give them? Be yourself and embrace your flaws. Oh, short and sweet. That sounds like an Instagram quote. Yeah, I would say that just take pride. Like hold your hold your hold your head up high. Because if if no one's if you don't hold your head up, no one else will do it for you. Because that's your head, okay? It's your big head. You You went there. I did. She did. Um, yeah, just to add to that as well, like, again, um, there's this Billy Porter quote that I mentioned in episode two. It's easy for you to be who you are and what you are is what is popular. I'll say that again. It is easy for you to be who you are when what you are is what is popular. And especially yeah. growing up black and African and surrounded by, you're growing up in, like, samples of white man's land, you're in Europe, you're in London, you know, it's so easy for you to conform to society's standards and ideas of you. People will think things of you before you step into the room. People will have made their minds off of you based on your name, or you come from, what you sound like, what your parents sound like. It's not your job to conform to that or be a part of that. Your job is to just be the best version of yourself that you can be and to just celebrate that. Um, so like we see at the end, thank you, thank you. So like we see at the end of every episode, remember to try and have some form of conversation every day because that's how we grow as people, that's how we, that's how we become better people, become wise people. Conversation doesn't cost you anything, it's free. If you're bored during quarantine, try and have conversation with the people you love, with your friends and family, because that's the way you can educate yourself. That's how you can stop becoming less ignorant and um, begin to learn, begin to become a better person. 
guys thank you so so much for recording this with me today honestly it's been a blast i've had so much fun guys thank i don't even you. care if you don't like this one. this episode is for me it's for me <laughs> this is my enjoyment i'm gonna enjoy what <laughs> i mean yeah i'm gonna watch this back and just laugh at myself <laughs> <laughs> as always guys this has been the being alive podcast or weird weekly podcast from even with a boy remember again if you haven't to follow us on instagram at the underscore being underscore alive underscore podcast for fun um announcements games um behind the scenes stuff that happens with, um behind the podcast family we'd love to have you be a part of the being alive family um you guys have been great and hopefully see you again for another episode next week thank you guys bye